Welcome to the Reiki Centre podcast. I'm Elaine Hamilton, a Reiki teacher with over 30 years experience. In this episode, we explore relationships from the viewpoint of an empath. An empath is a term to describe people who are very in tune with others. Many healers and carers tend to be empaths because we easily feel others' needs and pain. It's a double-edged sword, as it is both a gift and a burden. Often we take far too much responsibility, especially in relationships. I hope you find this episode useful. And if you'd like to join our monthly gatherings, please visit our website for details. I also have several online courses and books as well as a YouTube channel for you to explore. Please follow and like this podcast to help others find us. And thank you for listening. In this video, I'd like to explore relationships, especially relationships as an empath, so somebody who is really doing a lot of personal or spiritual work. Um, we can often get confused with this idea that we are 100% responsible for our internal life. We can take that very literally sometimes. I was um, working with somebody recently who really was talking about when is enough enough in a relationship. And she'd been working very hard on a particular relationship, been doing a lot of personal growth, a lot of self-reflection, and yet nothing was shifting. Um, and this is really a point that I, I want to make here on this video, because there is a huge difference between really working on our internal life, clearing the delusion or the perceptions that we have of our lives and um, changing the external. So often we, we use the phrase, oh, it's our internal life is reflected outwards. I, I say this a lot. Like if you want to take a look at your internal life, just have a look at your external life. If it's in chaos or if there's a lot of anger or there's a lot of broken relationships, then you can be guaranteed that inside there is a lot of work to be done around that. If you are experiencing a lot of peace and harmony, then there is a certain um, kind of reflection that is happening internally and externally. Now, this is, this is really just to give people uh, guidance in terms of where to perhaps look in their internal reflections. But it's not to say that, it's, that we can manipulate the external based on our internal. So what I mean by that is if we use the analogy of, of these windows, my internal life is cleaning my windows, cleaning my perception up so that I can see what's outside. So it's a little bit like if I, if I clean this conservatory with the intention of changing the view, that would be insane. I mean, I can clean these windows for as much as I want. I can clean them until the glass falls out, but it's not going to change the fact that I'm sitting in a garden. I'm not suddenly going to clean the windows and see a sea view or, or be, be on top of a mountain somewhere. So this is, when I, when I use that analogy, it's obvious, but, and a bit ridiculous and insane. But that's actually what happens in our minds. We actually think, oh, if I change, and I've fallen into this trap, so I know, but if I keep on changing myself, if I keep on changing myself, then the relationships outside or the environment outside will miraculously change. It's, it's the same, it's actually exactly the same thing. So wanting the external to shift 
because I'm polishing my windows is as insane as expecting a sea view one day because I'm polishing the glass. I mean, it literally is exactly the same thing. People who are taking responsibility for our lives. Uh, you're doing your own inner work. Really watch for that. It is such a subconscious belief. And it's also sometimes in the literature because it's not particularly explained well. It's this idea of if you do the internal work, then your external world will shift. And it does. So this is the confusing part. So um, in as I was working on some relationships internally, they did transform externally. Um, the most marked ones would be with my parents. So, I mean, I'm very lucky. I've always had a, a lovely relationship with them. However, as I did more and more inner work, I noticed that the intimacy and the closeness um, really, really shifted. I mean, quite dramatically. And for me, it, it was quite easy to think, wow, that's incredible. But with hindsight, when I really, and when I'm very clear about it, and very, very mindful of what's happened, I see that actually I was the one moving closer. They didn't really change. They, they always held me in very high regard and they always loved me. And it was my movement closer to them that made the relationship seem to shift and transform. So in that sense, I was the one that was moving. So yes, it made a difference. But sometimes we get ourselves into relationships whereby the person that we're in relation to is not going to change. And we're desperately trying to change ourselves so that they will. And this is where it becomes incredibly confusing, but also can be an enormous waste of energy. If you are cleaning your windows and there is nothing changing outside, that's just the way it is because you're not the one making the movement. And it's very important to really get a sensitivity to this because often when we're busy scrubbing our windows, uh, we really have this expectation that the external should shift. But actually, all that happens is we can see more clearly. So we can see more clearly the view and whether we like the view or not and whether we want to change the view or not. And this is the second part that we get a bit confused about is this idea of acceptance. I was watching this horrendous, actually, um, program called Holy Hell, which is essentially about a, um, a cult and the way that the leader of the cult manipulated these incredibly beautiful, loving, normal, intelligent people into doing horrific things. Um, and they just followed this man for, for decades. And the reason why was because he was preaching this idea of, of oneness and acceptance. And we've all heard this, right? Accept, 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 surrender, surrender. Doesn't mean you're surrendering to rape. It's a very, very different thing. It means you're surrendering to the reality, but that doesn't mean you then don't change it. Because often we, we stay in very toxic relationships because we haven't surrendered to the reality, because we're busy in our empathic minds thinking, I can change this, I can fix this, I can change myself, I can accept this better, I can surrender, blah, 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 blah. And as we're doing all of that, there is this belief that the, the other person or the other situation will miraculously change because of all the effort we're putting into it. 
And what that essentially means is that we are taking 100% responsibility for a relationship that we should only at most have 50% responsibility for. A relationship is two or more people. If it's a colleague at work, it may be, it may be more. If it's a team, it may be even more. And if you take 100% responsibility for that, then you are really set up to fail because you can't. It's, it's not possible. You are not in control of the other person. It's, it's also in another way of looking at the ego. So the ego thinks I can control this situation. I can control this relationship. And this other person is, is what, a puppet? You, if you can control it, they're just a puppet, right? They're not a real person. So in, in essence, we have to really watch where our, uh, where our ego starts to come in and starts taking these very pure spiritual beliefs and twisting them into something incredibly painful for us. So the idea of, of acceptance is really about accepting, okay, what is the view? Clearly, what is the view? What is my responsibility in it? What am I doing that is resisting this relationship's intimacy or closeness and working on that? But at the same time, especially if you are, if you know that you, te- you have a tendency towards taking overly responsible um, kind of behaviors and you're thinking, oh, it's, it's my fault, I, it's, I'm to blame, or, or you, you have a tendency to internalize things more, then you really need to start to balance it out in terms of looking at, let's say it's 50-50. So if I'm working on this, what are they doing? Are they doing anything? If I'm giving this, what are they giving? Um, And these things are not really to start putting blame on the person or to start kind of insisting that it's, it's, um, I give you this and you give me that because that's clearly not going to work either. But it's to gain clarity in yourself. If you know you have a tendency to take 100% responsibility, then you really need to start to bring in this balance. It will help you with clarity. Because the chances are, if you're taking 100% responsibility for something, the other person's taking zero. I mean, that's because there's nothing left. There's nothing left for them to take. So by you moving into a 50-50 position, you allow them the space to show you if they can step up. But you also can see much more clearly if they're not willing to step up, because then things will also shift in a certain direction. Is this relationship really something that I can move into a closer space with? Or am I waiting and trying to get them to move into the space? Because that's really never going to work. The second thing, which is easier in a sense, but something that somehow we we tend to mistrust, is our body reaction. Our bodies never lie. They are the most fantastic barometer for balance in terms of energetic exchange. And in Reiki, we talk a lot about energy exchange. And in relationship, it's exactly the same thing. If a relationship is balanced, then when you're in interaction with this person, you feel it, you feel balanced, you feel nurtured, actually. And when you leave this relationship, let's say you go and have coffee with this person, when you leave the relationship, you feel warm, you feel like huggy, you feel like, oh, that was a really lovely exchange. I feel replenished and I look forward to seeing this person again. If the relationship is out of balance, i.e. you're giving too much, 
then you have a very different experience of the coffee. You will leave drained, you will leave exhausted, you will leave feeling like you didn't really enjoy it that much. And you will try, you will notice that you will try and distance yourself. So you will actually try and pull away. Your body will try and pull away or else you can't have too many interactions with them. Otherwise you start to really feel the strain. When they call you, you don't uh, necessarily want to pick up the phone or you notice that you're kind of resisting seeing them too much. Your, your body is showing you that this relationship is out of whack. If it's the other way, like in all our, in all our interactions with people, sometimes they're balanced, sometimes they're not, sometimes we're the one giving too much and sometimes we're the one taking too much. So if we're taking too much, then the way it will feel is a kind of frustration. Because if you, if you imagine like you're trying to get something from this person, so therefore you're going to feel a sense of frustration or even anger when they, when they can't meet your needs. If they don't want to be with you individually, um, you might feel some, a sense of insult or a sense of disappointment um, when they don't want to hang around with you. It's a feeling of being slighted, maybe. Um, why, why don't they want to be with me? What's, what's the matter with them? What's the matter with me? So there's quite a big range. And one of the things to really start to get in contact with is how your, your body is feeling about this. Your body will tell you a lot of things, especially when we come into this work. Uh, we, we are in danger of taking some of these spiritual teachings in terms of accepting, in terms of taking responsibility for ourselves. Uh, they can get very warped by our egos because our egos will then start looking at it as ways of fixing things. We're in control. We can fix it. And then when we can't fix it, then we should accept it. Well, sometimes yes and sometimes no. The essence of, of cleaning up our inner world and of really cleaning our mirrors up so that we can see what's happening is so that we can look at the view and then have the right to decide whether we like it or not. Is it nurturing for us? Is it providing us what we want? Is this a view that I want to live with for the rest of my life? I mean, these are very, very important questions. And these are questions that you are allowed to ask. So when we talk about acceptance, we're not talking about the kind of acceptance that cult leaders are trying to get you to, to buy into. We're actually talking about acceptance as the first step to recovery. So in any, in any addiction program, the first step is acceptance. This is where I am. So in any spiritual practice, acceptance of where you are is, is just the first step. The second step, the third step, the fourth step is taking responsibility for, okay, this is where I am. And, and there's an acceptance and there's a responsibility to yourself. Now I know where I am. What do I want to do for my highest good, for my highest good? This is your life and this is your uh, experience of the flow of life and that you have to take responsibility for. So I hope this is helpful and um, thank you for listening.